0: You're listening to the Aggie News Student Podcast, a series by the orientation staff at Utah State University. Transitioning to college is exciting, but there's a lot to do and understand. We're here to talk you through it. I'm your host, Kylie Hopkin, the orientation program coordinator here at USU, and we're so excited to have you join us. All right, welcome back everyone. Today we get to welcome back Isaiah Jones to the podcast. Thanks for being here, friend.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So, for those of you who maybe haven't listened to the previous podcast episode that Isaiah is on, it's about our parent and family weekend. Isaiah is one of the program coordinators and professional staff members here in the student orientation office over parent programs as well as maybe the less known or less popular side of your job, which is helping students transition. And that's what we get to talk about today a little bit, is that transition to and from the university if you're taking time off. Now, before we dive in, I really want to clarify, if you are admitted to the university and you do not attend, you are needing to push back that start date right you're going to attend in a future semester, but not the one you're admitted for that is a deferment you can do that it's through the admissions office that's not what we're talking about today today we're talking about notification and leave which is applicable to anyone who is attending or has attended more than three weeks of their very first semester. Anytime after that point, if you need to take a break, it's a notification of leave and Isaiah is the resident expert on notification of leave and I'm excited to kind of dive into things with you. So Isaiah, as you sit there and you work with parents and students and this kind of leave process, transitioning when they get ready to go as well as transitioning when they come back, what is the most common thing? What do students need to know about notification of leave and taking that leave?
1: Thanks, Kylie. I think a big thing you kind of touched on is, is just sort of what it is. You know, at a lot of universities, this process is called leave of absence. And at Utah State University, it's called notification of leave. And so the reason as you alluded to is because you're just notifying the university that you're leaving. And by doing that, which I'll talk about the process here in a second, we're able to identify why you've left and then make sure that we're addressing that while you're away. So, for instance, if you step out for financial reasons, we'll try to make sure that our communication addresses that, make sure you have the right things before you leave, and then the proper things to return. Um, But maybe you're leaving for uh, some sort of church or religious mission or humanitarian work we wanna make sure that you have the appropriate communications. So as far as notification of leave goes, that's kind of the first couple of steps. As far as the questions that I get a lot of times in my office, that's the first one, sort of what is it? Um, Especially from parents um, and students alike, once they start the semester, they wanna know, am I going to lose anything financially? That's the biggest thing. So with the notification of leave process, the answer is no, potentially. You submit your notification of leave at our usu.edu forward slash LOA website, which we'll put in the show notes. But the biggest thing is, as long as you go through that checklist on our website for the leaving and the returning process, you should be in good hands. But there are some nuances with that, Kylie, and maybe I'll um, unpack them as we go, but uh, that's the basics.
0: Yeah. And you kind of touched on this, right? When would a student maybe need to to take a notification of leave or take leave from the university? And it can be for many, many reasons. It doesn't super matter (laughs) what those reasons are, except for like Isaiah mentioned, we want to be able to support you in those, whatever that reason is. There's also it's, it's kind of nice because, you know, if you give us a notification leave, you submit it, you tell us kind of what's going on, potentially there are resources that may help right now so that you don't need to take that leave. For example, if you are taking a leave and you submit, I'm taking a leave for financial reasons, someone's going to reach out to you and say, hey, have you met with our student money management center? Did you know that you can apply for scholarships as a continuing student. Did you know this resource or that resource exists? It's totally fine for you to still take a leave. Nobody is trying to like talk you out of it, but there are resources that might assist you in whatever challenge might be leading you to taking that leave from the university. We do this because we know that students who take a leave are a little bit less likely to come back and and persist to graduation, and so we take this serious, like I said, it's not an approval, Isaiah said this, right, you're not asking for permission to leave, you're letting us know, and that's kind of why we changed the name, or not we, but the university changed the name to notification of leave instead of leave of absence because We're just here for you when you're a student, and we're here for you when it's time for you to come back, and we want to be able to support you in all of those things. Any additional thoughts, Isaiah, on when a student might use or submit a notification of leave?
1: Yeah, good question. So the number one reason at Utah State is LDS church missions, and so if you've been a USUS semester or more and you're you're wanting to just walk through the process with me on leaving and then you want some help returning, um, that's kind of why I'm here. And that's the number one reason. The the other one that I get a lot of, there's mental health, financial. Again, when you go through and are the website, the NOL website or LOA website, you wanna make sure that when you submit that notification of leave that you put that, uh, you indicate that in in the form. After that, Kylie, to answer your question, those are really the main things. Um, There's really, really following the checklist on the website. But I would say right now, the number one thing is making sure that students know that they need to drop their courses um, before they go. So that's the big thing. But for the most part in general, top people who reach out to us are our LDS, church mission folks. And then we have a lot of folks for financial and mental health reasons. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. But just make sure you reach out to us or go through these steps to make sure that you don't miss anything or hurt yourself financially.
0: Absolutely, I think you touched on a few big things. You need to let us know, and you do that through submitting the notification of leave form. Like Isaiah mentioned, you need to drop your own classes if you are registered for classes during the term that you are saying. Oh wait, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be there anymore. Obviously. If you haven't registered for classes for that term, that's fine, but it's up to you to drop those classes. It's also up to you, and I highly, highly, highly recommend that you talk to someone in the financial aid office, even if you're like, I don't have scholarships, or I don't have federal aid. Just check, just make sure that everything is good to go because one of the most heartbreaking scenarios is those that maybe miss one of these things and then they go to come back and they think that they're just ready and ready to go and all squared away. And it causes some problems when they're coming back. So there is a checklist on that notification of leave website that Isaiah mentioned. I'm gonna put that website in the show notes. One of the coolest things is that you can set up a zoom or a phone appointment to talk with Isaiah, whether you're a student or your parent or what leaving returning it doesn't matter, you can set up a time to just chat with him and go through this and make sure that everything looks good on your end. and depending on how long you're gonna be gone is gonna kind of influence this. Isaiah, tell us about that side of things. How long can people be gone? How short? Like, What are the timeframes on taking a leave from the university?
1: Yeah, great question. And this will seem like a long time, but it is three years. So for those students, again, who have been here a semester or more, you can leave for up to three years without any sort of academic penalty. The thing to keep in mind though, especially for you scholarship folks, is this does not include the summer. So I like to think of the year in terms of the uh, two semesters, but just keep that in mind as you go through it, that it is three years, but make sure that you keep an eye out on your email and things like that. But yeah, that's the short answer.
0: Yeah, so as little as one semester or up to three years or six semesters. And like you said, that doesn't count summer um, just because most students aren't taking summer classes anyway. As you think about this process, Isaiah, and the work that you do or have done with students and or parents, um, there's the leaving side and there's also the returning side. What do those listening to the podcast maybe need to know about returning from a leave?
1: Great question. So the number one thing in this area, and you'll see this on our website, is to designate a delegate. So at USU, all of your information as a student is protected under FERPA. And so you wanna make sure that whoever you designate to help you out with your account. So maybe they're helping you add or drop classes. Maybe they're helping you financially. You just wanna make sure that you've assigned a delegate through the myid.usu.edu website. And that's a big thing. And you know, another thing to think about while you're away is making sure that you check your emails regularly or that you designate someone to do so, and that you do things like update your password while you're away, make sure you give your password to that delegate. Um, That way, if there are any issues or discrepancies when you're trying to return, someone can get in to help you. So that's the big thing, uh, is just making sure that um, you assign a delegate, you make sure um, also, that you've kept in some sort of communication or remember how to reach out to your academic advisor. So, you know, you may have forget, If I left for three years, I definitely would forget about this, but you would want to make sure hey, I'm going to go to advising.usu.edu and make sure that when I look at my degree works, that I'm still, you know, the classes that I need are still being offered, things like that, making sure that you're still on a good track. And obviously, saying that on the return phase, you definitely wanna make sure you've done that before you've left.
0: Just as a reminder, all of your official communication with the university is going to go to your A number at usu.edu email. That stays active while you are on leave. And that is still the email that that the university will communicate with. So whether it's you or a delegate, you got to make sure that somebody is looking at that email address while you are gone. There is no way to change that as your preferred email address. So make sure you've keep that in mind. And like Isaiah said, have a few things in mind going into the leave process that are going to help make that return a little smoother. Now, aside from like registering for classes, talking with an advisor, there's not really anything that you need to do when you're returning. So let's say I submit a notification of leave. I'm going to return fall of 2023. I don't have to tell anyone that I'm back when fall of 2023 comes. I don't have to do anything to change my account to be active. You're still active in the system. So, come spring of 2023 when it's time to register for those fall classes all you got to do is get in and register for classes if you got scholarships those through the university right those are automatically just going to be put on hold and and set to come back so there's not a ton and i think that we get that question a lot both directly to isaiah and our front desk like so i'm coming back now what do i do do like you just just do the thing you just register for classes and you show up and we're happy that you're back isaiah what do they need to know or what do they need to do if let's say i am going to be gone until spring of 2024 and then i actually my plans change and i need to either come back fall of 2023 or push it farther um, within that three years but extend that leave what do people in those situations need to know?
1: Yeah, great question. Uh, I'll bring up two different types of folks to give an example. The first is, if you did have scholarships, I've really been encouraging parents, students, delegates to just shoot an email to the scholarships office when you're leaving and when you're returning. So if you've emailed them prior to leaving, I would just shoot them an email and let them know that you're back. Um, That way, if Presumably, if there were any discrepancies, right, and you return and something's not being applied, you would always have that email handy that would give something of a binding confirmation uh, on our end. So that's that's one thing I would say. Uh, the other thing is just, I guess, just making sure that as you're returning and changing your date, right, everything's kind of open on the back end. But again, it's kind of on you since you've just notified us that you've left you would want to reach out say to your academic advisor if you're in some sort of cohort model say you're in the college of the arts or something like this you'd want to reach out to like hey i'm back and where do i fit because there are programs at the university especially in education say that are structured in such a way that it might not be the best for you to return say in the fall maybe they say hey can you jump back in the spring it's kind of like jump rope or you know i've never done this well but you know, jumping in at the right time to make sure that it's as smooth as possible. So I say, you know, reach out to the scholarships office if you have some local departmental or college scholarships, right? Email them, let them know that you'll be back. And then also uh, just making sure that you do things like in terms of financial aid, that you apply that financial aid for the semester that you intend to start back up. So it's basically going back through the checklist on our website, And making sure that you notify all the appropriate parties, because again you you, because you haven't asked permission to leave you've just notified us the university is kind of putting the ball in your court as far as reaching back out to all of those parties and letting them know that you're back.
0: Absolutely, and it sounds a little complicated when we talk about it, but it's really pretty simple and as far as. As you know, you, we want you to reach out to an advisor, we want you to reach out to financial aid and some of these different um, situations, you just have to register for classes, though, like that's all you got to do to be a student again. And so as you, if you're sitting there and you're like, I need to remember to do all these million things, Isaiah is there and he helps with, like I said, that transition away, but also that transition back and there are resources to help get you in the swing of things. If you are returning from a leave early, earlier than you were originally planning on returning, all you do is register. If you are needing to extend that leave an additional semester or two or whatever it may be, and you're still within that three years of the allowed leave time from the university, all you do is submit a new form and they will process it. And that gives the heads up so that you don't have the people calling and saying, Hey, are you good? Did you register? We, you know, we have you coming back this semester and whatever. You just are notifying us again, like, Hey, I'm actually going to be gone a little bit longer. Now, if you are gone longer than the three years, you can still attend Utah State, you just reapply. And it's a little bit more of a process, but honestly, it's not too much more. And the Office of Admissions will handle all of that. You'll just apply as a returning student. Um, And then once all of that is processed, you'll be able to register for classes. So at the end of the day, you have options if you are needing to take time away from the university and spring registration is coming. And that's why we wanna talk about this because some of you may be unsure what your plans are for next semester. And we want you to know that this is an option and that you've got resources. Um, We also want you here. And so if we can help keep you here if we can help you be successful when registering for classes we want to do that and feel free to reach out at any point in time and we will help get you taken care of. Isaiah, as we wrap things up, do you have any final parting words for our podcast listeners today?
1: Yes, first I wanna say, yeah, it is a very simple process, um, leaving and returning. It's always just getting online and filling that form, registering for classes. There shouldn't be anything that's preventing you. But again, make sure if you, you know, those important factors that before you left, you're just touching base and notifying them as well. Um, it can be helpful. The last thing I was going to say is we've had a lot of questions from parents about taking other classes while they're away. Can they do these things? Because three years is a lot of time. And the answer is yes. Again, you can indicate all of this in the form. Some students, while they've been gone, say they're on year two. And they're like, you know what? I'm just going to stay at this other university. That's fine as well. But you can get on back onto that form that you originally submitted through ServiceNow on our website. And they will make sure that you receive the proper communication going forward. So that's another way. If something changes while you're gone, again, that form is your best friend. You can always jump back on. And again, you're notifying us to your as your whereabouts and how things have developed and however we can best meet your needs. But that's the biggest thing. Always return back to that form. And the website's going to be one of your best friends as well.
0: All right. Well as always you can follow us at a Team on Instagram or email us at orientation at usu.edu you and we are here to help now you are halfway through your first semester and we have a couple more podcast episodes to go as we get you through the end of this semester we are kind of slowing things down and transitioning into our next group of incoming students but we are always here and happy to help in any way that we can Go back, listen to other episodes of the podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. And like I said, reach out if you have any questions. We'll see you next time. Thanks and go Aggies.